Hey guys, at Ridgeway Church, we exist so that more people experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. And in order for that to happen, we believe that there are certain behaviors, uh, certain values that we must possess in order to live into while we exist here at the church. And so today I'm going to outline three of those values and behaviors for you. So listen in as we talk about why we exist and how we will succeed uh, as a church. Guys, I'm super excited again today to be with you uh, sharing this series called This Is Us. This is all about Ridgepoint Church, who we are, why we exist, and what God has called us to do. In this series, we're talking about the mission that God has designated and designed specifically for Ridgepoint Church. Last week we talked about this, but 90%, 90% of Floyd County is don't attend church. That's around 31,500 people in Floyd County alone that likely don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a lot of people, isn't it? It's a lot of folks around us every single day. How do we plan to lead people in Floyd County? How do we plan to lead people in our region how do we plan to lead people in the world around us that are in desperate need for a relationship with Jesus Christ? We talked about this last week, but this is so important to us right now. Ridgepoint Church exists so that more people experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. This is us. Listen, every family is a little bit different, right? When we compare our family to other families, we always think, wow, my family's crazy, right? <laughs> like we got the crazy uncle, mine sitting in the third row back here on the left. Um, we, everybody's got that crazy uncle that you don't want to claim, you don't want folks to know that's your uncle. But anyway, we all, have, we all have crazy families. We all think our family's much different. When I was growing up, I would always compare my family to the next family and just think, wow, I have a crazy family, right? On my mom's side of the family, uh, listen, I had 16 first cousins. 16 first cousins, right? And listen, I grew up with every single one of them. Like all my first cousins, we, all, we were all close. It's relatively close. We all played together. They always beat me up because I was the youngest at that time. It was bad. But anyway, 16 first cousins. On my dad's side, I had 26 first cousins. So think about that. That's a big family. We did things in a big way. When we gathered, we did big meals together. We had big gatherings together. When I was younger, I think what I, what I would say uh, about my family, who we were and what we were about, we were about family, we were about God, and we were about food, right? <laughs> like if I could pinpoint exactly who we were, what we were about, that's us in a nutshell. Now, in contrast, my wife's family is a little bit different than our family. When we got married, man, she didn't know what she's getting into. Like, she just had no idea. But in contrast, she, she grew up in a family where she only had one sibling, one sister in her family. On both sides of her family, she has 10 first cousins. 
10 first cousins. I don't even know what that looks like, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know how that feels because I didn't grow up that way. But neither, neither of those are good or bad. They're just different, right? Some people have big families. Some people have small families. No matter what, they're, they're just a little bit different. Some of you guys, if you had to pinpoint what your family was all about growing up, you came from sports families, didn't you? All about tennis, all about basketball, baseball. When you have family gatherings, uh, it's typically to talk about football, right? You're watching the game on Sundays. Or you're watching a baseball game or a basketball game. Whatever that looks like. Some of you guys come from sports families or golf, and, and, and that's your family, man. And it's okay. It's totally okay. But if you had to pinpoint what your family was about, you, it's, it's athletics, right? This is it. This is the big thing in my family. Some of you guys come from, from families that are all about academia. Like when you sit around the table, you're talking about what college your kids are going to go to, right? What's your ACT score, right? Like that's just your family. Like that's what you guys are about. That's, that's really what, what makes you unique to the family beside of you. Um, you don't have time for sports. You don't worry about UK sports or football or, or baseball or anything like that because you're all about academia, right? That's what you grew up in, and that's what you know. Um, the topic of conversation is typically about something to do with grades or schools or something like that. Some of you guys come from gearhead families. Some of you guys come from gearhead families, and you can strip a carburetor down in three minutes, right? And you can put it back together a little bit quicker than that because that's just your family. As a matter of fact, you probably have an old car in the garage right now that you're working on, right? How many of you? I can tell. Okay, no one. All right. So, <laughs> I was hoping Jeff would be here today. He may be watching online. Jeff's got an old car all the time. He's always working on. But nonetheless, um, some of you guys come from gearhead families. But, but here's the thing. All of our families look a little bit different. All of us look and act, behave a little bit. How many of you, when you were growing up, you were like, my mom would never let me get away with that? Man, she'd be beating me before. The other day, Lincoln got in trouble. Taylor, you know, smacked him on the tail a little bit. But, but all of a sudden, all we heard from him is, Mommy beat me! Mommy beat me! Man, wow. It just don't happen enough these days. But anyway, we all grew up in different families. And we all had different values and behaviors, right? We all, like I talked to Michael and Angelia from time to time. Our families are just different. That doesn't mean they're good or bad or, or, or one's better than the other. They're just different. But here's the thing. Within each family, there are unique values and behaviors that lead us to our idea of success. Right? Unique values and behaviors that our families, our parents, our grandparents, they, they basically say, if you do these things, you're going to succeed in life. But now every family is a little bit different. Your idea of success and my idea of success and our family's idea of success may be a little bit different. But nonetheless, in every single family, every single family, we have something that drives us, a behavior, a value that drives us. For instance, if you come from a family of entrepreneurs, then you're going you're gonna to appreciate and value this attitude that whatever it takes to get the job done, Whatever it takes to get the job done, that's what you're going to value. You're also going to value time management and loyalty if you come from a family of entrepreneurs. Well, here's the thing. The church is no different. The, the different bodies of Christ, the different uh, uh, churches, church locations and families of believers, it's no different. It's no different. We exist so that more, we here at Ridge Point Church, we exist so 
so that more people experience transforming relationships in Jesus Christ. In order for us to create environments where more people are experiencing transforming relationships through Jesus Christ, there are certain values and behaviors that we must expect as a people. Over the next two weeks, we're going to outline five values that will drive everything that we do at Ridgepoint Church moving forward. I'm going to use the word values and behaviors interchangeably. So when I say values, I'm also meaning behaviors. If I say behaviors, I'm also meaning values. These are things that we have outlined that if we do these things and we do it this way, if we are these people that behave in this particular way, then we will succeed in what God has called us specifically and uniquely to do. And it's important that we all know these things. It's important. First is this. We love differently at Ridgepoint Church. We love differently at Ridgepoint Church. And that means we're a community of people who love all through our words, our actions, and our attitudes. Guys, this is a big one. This is a bi- That's why I wanted to start out with this one. This is, this is a big one for us. We love differently. That means we're a community of people who love all through our words, our actions, and our attitudes. This is going to be the symbol of that. Anytime we're talking about loving differently, you see that little heart with the circle and the cross up in the left-hand corner? That's us. That's, that means we love differently. We want everyone that walks through the doors of this building and everyone that's watching online, we want them to know that they are accepted and expected here at Ridgepoint Church. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where you're from. doesn't matter how much money that you have or in the bank. It doesn't matter your job. It doesn't matter what you're wearing or what you did last night. You are accept- expected and accepted at Ridgepoint Church. But, but guys, it's so much more than just our words. It's so much more than just our words. It's about our actions. It's about how we, we treat people. Paul says it like this. He says, don't just pretend to love others. Don't just pretend to love others. Like, that. he could stop right there. Like, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with what? Genuine. Genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Guys, right there it is. Right there it is. We love differently than the world loves. We love differently. Everyone is expected and accepted at Ridgepoint Church because we love differently. We don't just say that we love others. We show them genuine affection As Paul would say, genuine affection and we honor them. We honor people. We do this by being kind. It's so simple. We do this by being kind. We do this by being friendly. Guys, if there's anything that we need right now in this nation, in this world, it's folks that are kind. Folks that are friendly. Listen, we need, we we do this by encouraging others. We do this by being joyful and intentional. We do this by serving outside of the four walls of this church. There are people all around us and all across this world that need Jesus. 
There are people all throughout this, this community and all throughout this nation and this world that need help. They just need someone to come alongside them. And folks at Rich Point Church, we do that. We love differently. We love differently. Listen, we do this by investing in people's lives. We're a part of the answer to the hurts of this world today. We love intentionally. We love differently than the world loves. Of course, we pray for people. Absolutely, we pray for people because we need to take people to the throne room of God. When, when folks uh, post on Facebook in our prayers and announcements group and they ask for prayers, we don't just say, yeah, we're praying. We actually get on our knees and we pray for people. We actually pray for people. We take them to Jesus. We do this. We put our faith and our love into action. We do this because we love differently at Ridgepoint Church. Of course we pray for people, but if we can help, if we can do something to help them right now, we do that. We put our faith in action. We don't just pretend and say we love you. We put our faith and our love in action. We find ways to help people. We find ways to care for people. And we find ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in this world today. Listen, <laughs> when someone visits Ridgepoint Church for the very first time, we have some new folks here today. When someone visits Ridgepoint Church for the very first time, statistics show that in the first seven minutes from the time that they pull into the parking lot, they've already made their mind up about whether or not they're going to come back a second time. Within the first seven minutes, guys, seven minutes from the time that they pull into our parking lot, they make a decision on whether or not they're going to come back. First seven minutes, we're trying to reach 31,500 people in Floyd County that don't know Jesus Christ. In the first seven minutes when they pull in our parking lot, they know whether or not they're going to come back. What would happen if the person that was greeting them at the front door had a sour look on their face? <laughs> what would happen if when they walked in for the very first time, we were all clicked up in the lobby, got a little click over here, we got a little click over here, they're doing their things they're probably not going to feel accepted, right? They're probably going to feel like outcasts when they walk through our doors. But you know what? We love differently at Ridgepoint Church. We want people that walk through our doors or people that watch us online to know that they are accepted and they are expected. That we don't just say we love you, we show you with our actions. We love differently at Ridgepoint Church. We will always go above and beyond to make everyone feel expected, accepted, and welcomed. That's who we are. This is us. That's how we roll at Ridgepoint Church. Check this out. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Since God chose you to be holy people that He loves, since God chose you to be holy people that He loves, you must clothe yourself in tender-hearted mercy. In kindness, in humility, and gentleness, and patience. Guys, this one will cut you deep. What's this? Make allowances. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Woo, Jesus, where are you? Oh, come on, Lord. Remember that the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, he says, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Guys, we love differently at Ridgepoint Church. 
We don't just say we love you. We show you that we love you by our actions, our attitudes, our behaviors. Again, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, your social status, where you're, what community of people that you're a part of. Through our words, our actions, and our attitudes, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. Do you want to know why we love differently? If I haven't explained it already, check this out. You want to know why we love differently at Ridgepoint Church? Because there are 31,500 people in Floyd County that likely don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we believe, we believe with everything inside of us, we believe that if we love differently, then we can help more people experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about, folks. That's number one. Number two, secondly, at Ridgepoint Church, guys, this is simple. We grow. At Ridgepoint Church, we grow. When you see this symbol right here, that's, that's a, a root with a, a sprout uh, coming out of it. I'm sorry, a seed with a sprout coming out of it. That means we grow. We grow at Ridgepoint Church. We start at very small and we grow into something so much greater, so much bigger. We grow. We're a community of people that are committed to growing individually and collectively. We grow. That's just what we do. If you call Ridgepoint Church your home, you take responsibility for your faith journey. Can I say that again? If you call Ridgepoint Church home, you take responsibility for your faith journey. You take responsibility for it. That means that, that, that you're actively and intentionally working to grow your faith and your relationship with God and your relationship with others. This means that, that you have a Bible. You have a Bible. You've purchased a Bible or you have it on your phone and you're actively reading the Word. That's what that means. We grow by actively reading the Word of God. It means also that, that, that you read with other people. How easy is that? I don't have my phone with me. But it's so easy to get online, to get on the Bible app, and actually start a Bible reading plan and invite your friends to read with you. And man, listen, when you do that, you have accountability with each other, and you get an opportunity to hold each other accountable. Hey, you're supposed to read today. You didn't read today. Why didn't you read today? It's so easy. But at Richpoint Church, we grow by reading the Word of God. Also, another way that we grow is by having an active prayer life. We either have an active prayer life or we're working toward an active prayer life. We grow. We take responsibility for our faith journey. Here's another thing. You participate in the different opportunities available at Ridgepoint Church for growth. At our church, you take advantage of these things like, like groups like groups and like book studies and like different things that we do at the church. We must always be actively moving forward in our relationship with Jesus Christ. If not, we become stagnant. We start to smell bad because we're just stagnant, right? We don't want to smell bad. We want to actively be moving forward in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen up. Listen. It's not about just showing up on Sunday mornings. It's not about just tuning in online on Sunday mornings and singing the songs. It's not about just listening to the sermons. We have an active role to play in growing our relationship with God and growing our relationship with each other. One of the ways that we grow is by actually doing things. One of the ways that we grow is just by doing things. Check this out. James chapter 1 says, don't just listen to God's word. Don't, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. The writer's saying, we're not just hearers of the word, we're doers of the word. 
We actually do things. We take steps at Ridgepoint Church. We actively take steps at Ridgepoint Church. We get involved and we do things that will draw us closer to God. And we do things that will draw us closer to each other. We're all about that vertical relationship, right? Our relationship with God the Father. We're all about that relationship. But we're also about those horizontal relationships as well. We talked about that last week. We're about those horizontal relationships. We're also focused on relationships with each other because you know what we believe? We believe that we grow better when we're together. We grow better when we're together. So we're going to offer opportunities at Ridgepoint Church for us to grow together. We're going to do that through groups. We're going to do that through Bible studies. We're going to do that through activities and, and events that bring us together. The writer of Proverbs proclaims that iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. If you call Ridgepoint Church your home, then you're talking and you're talking to other people. You're coming together. You're taking what you know and you're pouring it into someone else. You see how that works? If you call Ridgepoint Church your home, all that stuff that you learn about God and about your relationship, about your struggles, the freedom that you find from your struggles, you're taking that information and you're giving it away to someone else that needs it. See how this works? This is our strategy. Check this out. I love the way that Paul puts it in Timothy. He says this. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them along to others. You see how that works? Guys, what you've learned from me, Paul's saying, Timothy, what you've learned from me, you need to pass it on to someone else. Don't let that information die with you. You pass it on to someone else. This is, our disop- this is our strategy for discipleship. What you learn from someone, you pass on to someone else. You pass on that knowledge, that freedom to someone else. This is disciples making disciples who make disciples. It just goes on and on and on. At Ridgepoint Church, we grow. We grow individually and we grow collectively. Another way that we grow at Ridgepoint Church is we serve together. We serve together. Like, that's it's a big deal. When we, we began and we planted this church, that was our number one thing. Listen, nobody's just going to be sitting around uh, and, and being the frozen chosen in the pews, right, or the seats. We actually do stuff together. We actually serve together. We have a lot of folks serving in our kids' ministry at, here at the church. Kids' ministry is a big ministry. It's been so hard in 2020 not being able to come together in the actual rooms but we're doing everything that we can to make that possible moving forward. We have a big media team here at the church. Our media guys and girls, they they love what they do. They do an excellent job. So we have a media team. You can serve on that team. We have a worship team. All these folks up front here, man, they do an excellent job. You can serve on that team. Well, you have have to have a little bit of talent, but nonetheless, you you could probably serve on that team. Not my uncle, but most everybody else. Most everybody can. You can serve on that team. You can be in, listen, we have a connections ministry where we try to get people connected. We have a first impressions ministry where we, where we try to make a good impression on the folks that are walking through those doors. We need to show them that we love differently, right? You can serve on that team. Listen, we're currently looking to expand our virtual ministry. If 2020 has taught us anything is that we have a big ministry online and we need to make sure that we, 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 we fuel the flame. Fan the flame online. So we have a big virtual ministry that we're trying to create. So we, we want to provide you more opportunities to serve on that team as well. You can host services online. You can interact with people on social media. You can prepare graphics and slides that we put on the screens. 
videos. There's no shortage of places that you can serve at Ridge Point Church. So, so that more people, all that, all those things, is so that more people experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. Guys, we don't just, we don't just sit here and become the frozen chosen. We do things. We serve. We serve together. We read our Bibles. We have prayer time. We have quiet time. We encourage each other. We grow together. We do stuff. Here's another thing that we do. We give generously. We give generously. It's not, it's not just what you do individually. It's important for us to sow into the church, to sow into the work, to give our tithes. What the Bible talks about our tithes. It's important that we do that to the church. But we as a church, we give as well. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I talked about it at the end of last year, but 10% of everything that comes into the church in the tithe goes back out to the community because we believe. We believe in what God's word tells us. So we give, we grow our faith, we grow in our relationships with each other and that we serve. Do you, know, you want to know why? If you don't hear anything else from we grow, you want to know why we grow at Ridgepoint Church? Why we think it's important to grow at Ridgepoint Church? Because we believe that by growing individually and collectively in our walk with Christ, that it's going to help us. It's going to help more, the, more of the 31,500 people in Floyd County that don't currently know Jesus Christ as their Savior. It's going to help them experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. Therefore, we grow at Ridgepoint Church. The third thing is this. The third value or behavior that we focus on moving forward Guys, we live real. This symbol right here, this thumbprint that you see with the cross in the very middle of it, means we live real. We're honest about who we are so that God can transform us. We, we are honest about who we are. This is one I'm passionate about, Josh. We are honest about who we are so that God can transform us. Listen, check this out. We're real people at Ridgepoint Church. We openly admit that we struggle. We openly admit that we don't have it all together. We sin daily and we're in constant need of a merciful and gracious Savior. There's a reason that for the past couple of years we've talked about we're real people finding real freedom and showing real love in Jesus Christ. The word real is so important, authentic. There's a reason why that we need this. We value authenticity and realness because it helps us connect with more people and it allows us to be transformed. It allows us to be transformed. When we hide behind our masks, here, here, when we hide behind our masks, not just your physical mask, but your, your, your emotional and spiritual mask, when we hide behind our masks, we present a false reality that we don't sin. We present a false reality that we don't struggle. And therefore, we can't possibly have anything in common with people that do. Right? When we hide behind the fact that we're perfect, we can't possibly have anything in common with people that are not. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Social media makes this so difficult. You all know that Facebook isn't real life, right? You all know that, right? Instagram, it's really not real life. It's just making things harder for us to be real and authentic. Because on these social media platforms, you only see what people want you to see. 
We talk about this a lot, but you know, when you see a photo that my wife posts on Facebook or Instagram, and our kids are sitting there all nice and quiet, and they're being all pretty, right? And they look really good. Three temper tantrums, two arguments, and two promises that we're going to go to Walmart after the photo to get toys, right? That's what goes into that photo. Well, we don't talk about those things because that's not pretty. That's not the foot that we want to put forward. Seriously, though, we have to be real with who we are. We have to be real with what we struggle with. We Christians are so good at hiding our struggles, but that's not what the world needs. Can I say that again? We are so good as Christians at hiding our struggles and our sins, but that's not what the 31,500 people in Floyd County need from us. They need us to be real. They need us to be authentic. They need to know that we struggle too. What about the person that's far from God? How do you think they feel when they meet the Christian that has it all together, seems like they don't struggle, they don't sin, they know all the answers, and literally their life looks like a fairy tale? What do you think? What do you think happens in their hearts and their minds? How do you think that person that's far from God feels? Here's how they feel hopeless. You want to know why? Because they believe in their hearts they'll never attain what it looks like we have. Therefore, they're hopeless. I can never be as good as you are. You, you call yourself a Christian. I can never be as good as you are. So I, I don't have a lot of hope. We're not doing anyone any favors by pretending to be someone that we're not. And here's another one. God won't bless who you pretend to be. Can I say that again? God won't bless who you pretend to be. Take the mask off. Admit who you are and, and the sin and the struggle that you have and allow God to transform you. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little passionate about that. Listen, folks, we're not doing anyone any favors by pretending to be someone that we're not, especially those that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ already. Check out this. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 says, If we claim to have no sin... This is, this is God laughing at us. If we claim to have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. Guys, that's pretty powerful. I'm not going to walk around and claim, even though I'm the pastor at Ridgepoint Church, I'm not going to walk around and act like I don't struggle and I don't sin. I do daily. And I need the help of a Savior daily. We all sin, we all struggle. We value at Ridgepoint Church realness and authenticity that leads to transformation. Realness and authenticity that leads to transformation. Once we're real with ourselves, once we admit our struggles, and then, then we, our marriages can be fixed. Do you all know that? Once we admit what's going on, once we admit who we are and we admit our... You leave those babies alone. They're, they're doing great. Once we admit who we are and we admit our struggles that we're struggling in our marriages, that we're struggling raising our kids, that we're struggling with alcohol and drugs, once we admit that we're struggling with pride and envy, when we admit those things, two things happen. 
When we admit our struggles and our sin, two things happen. First, when we're real with ourselves, it allows God to begin to transform us into his image. Right? That can only happen if you're real with yourself. That can only happen if we live real. Second thing that happens, when we are honest about our sins and our struggles, then we're able to connect and engage with others that are far from God. Right? We realize that we aren't alone in our struggles. I'm certain that whatever you're dealing with, whatever your struggle is, whatever problem that you have right now, you are not the only one in this church right now or watching online that's dealing with whatever you're going through. You're not. But you know you'll never find that out until you're real with yourself and you're real with all of us. Right? Until you take your your spiritual mask off and live real. You'll never know that somebody else is struggling with the same thing you're struggling with right now. I'm certain when we're honest about ourselves and our struggles, then we can find true community with other people. We can help each other. We can also connect with those that are far from God and those that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm almost finished. Listen up. You want to know why we live real at Ridgepoint Church? If you don't hear anything else about living real, you want to know why we live real at Ridgepoint Church? Because we believe that it will help us reach and connect with more people and lead them into transforming relationships with Jesus Christ or through Jesus Christ. That's why we live real. We don't want to pretend to be someone that we're not. We live real. Listen, folks. (laughs) It's not about just how you act at church either. When you love differently, when you grow And when you live real, it's not about doing that at Ridgepoint Church. You're only here for an hour or watching online for an hour out of the week. It's not just about doing that while you're in the church building. If you call Ridgepoint Church your home, this is who you are. This is who you strive to be. This is what you value. This is how you behave. Even when you're outside of the church. If you call Ridgepoint Church your home. When you're in line at Walmart and the cashier's taking longer than you think she should take. You love differently. When you're at Billy Ray's and, and, the, and the waitress didn't get your refill 10 minutes ago like you asked, you love differently. When you're walking through Food City and someone knocks you, uh, hits you or something like that, you love differently. When you see someone at the gas station that looks like they've been on drugs for three years and they're struggling, they're having a hard time, you look them in the eye and you show them that Jesus cares because at Ridgepoint Church, we love differently. Not just inside the four walls of this church. We do these things. This is who we are. This is how we behave. Brennan Manning said this quote a long time ago, probably back in the early 90s. And man, it has it it stuck with me for this long. And many of you probably. Brendan Manning said this, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips in church, walk out the door, and they deny Him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds Unbelievable. Guys, we love differently. We grow. We live real. Because we want to reach people for Jesus. We want them to know that we are here for them. To build God's kingdom. And to bring them along with us. 
31,500 people in Floyd County that don't know Jesus, and they are watching us. They're watching us. God forbid they watched our Facebook feeds during 2020. 31,500 people in Floyd County are watching us. How we act matters now more than ever. What we value matters now more than ever. Listen, if you don't hear anything that else that I, that I say today, hear this. Every single family is a little different. My family is different than your family. Rich Point Church is, is different than Destination Community Church or Allen Baptist Church or Lancer Baptist Church. We're all a little bit different. We're all unique for a reason. At Ridge Point Church, we're trying to change the world. At Ridge Point Church, we're trying to change the world. We're trying to reach out to a region, to a state, to a nation, and to a world that desperately needs Jesus Christ. We're trying to expand God's kingdom here on earth. We believe that there are certain behaviors and values that lead us to true transformation and allow us to reach more people that need to be transformed by Jesus Christ. We believe that if we love differently, if we grow and if we live real, that more people, it's going to help more people experience transforming relationships through Jesus Christ. Next week, we're going to talk about two more values, two more behaviors that's going to allow us to do this. Worship folks, would you come please? All right, so here's my challenge today. Here's my challenge for you this week. First, I want you to be certain about your relationship with God. I want you to be certain about your relationship with Jesus. And you may ask the question, who is God? If you're watching online today, you may be asking the question, well, who is God? I've heard about God my, my whole life, but, but who is God? Well, I'll tell you this. God is the living Word. He is the one who became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the sinless Son of God who loved and reached out to people who are hurting, who are broken, uh, and their lives were torn apart. He loved them as they were, but He never left them where they were, or He never left us where we were. He loved us so much that, he, he, that, 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 that Jesus became sin, our sin on the cross, and He died in our place. On the third day when the stone is rolled away, He was not there. Why? Because by the power of God, He defeated death hell and the grave so that anyone and that includes you that are watching online or, or you that are in this room that have never surrendered your life to Jesus so that anyone doesn't matter who you are what you've done even if you have alcohol in your breath right now or you've been shooting up all weekend it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done anyone who calls on the name of the Lord your sins will be forgiven your sins will be forgiven through Jesus Christ. Right now, the only thing that's separating you from, from God is your sin. And when you confess your need for Him, you, He forgives you of your sins and He brings life to you. He gives you grace and mercy and salvation. You can accept the free gift of Jesus Christ as we pray in just a moment. If you're watching on Church Online, Click on that salvation button. Someone's going to pray with you right now. If you're on Facebook, send us a private message. Someone's going to pray with you right now. If, you're, 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 if you want to do either of those things, text the word STEP, S-T-E-P, to 606-268-4886 to have someone reach out and pray with you right now. 
Secondly, secondly, you're here today. You're watching online. You're a Christian. You already call Rich Point Church your home. Here's what I want from you today. Here's what I, here's what I need from you today. Examine yourself. Examine your life. And today, make a commitment. Today, make a commitment. If you call Rich Point Church your home, I want you to commit yourselves to living out these values and behaviors that I've outlined today. I want you to commit today to loving differently. I want you to commit today to growing individually and collectively. And today, I want you to make a commitment to live real. That's my challenge. And that's for you today. I want you to write these values down. I want you to remember them. Live them out in the grocery store, at El Azul, Walmart, in your home, when you're at church. This is who we are. This is us. Father, I thank you for this day and this wonderful opportunity that you've given us, Lord. Father, I thank you for calling us, calling us to exist so that more people experience transforming relationships through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for this calling at Rich Point Church, and I thank you for everyone that's here today and everyone that calls Rich Point Church home, everyone that's going to call Rich Point Church home this year. God, that we're loving people differently than the world loves them. That we're growing. We're growing, God. We're taking, we're taking responsibility for our faith and our relationship with you. And God, we are being authentic. We're living real. Because that's who you've called us to be. That's how we will succeed as a people. And that's how we're going to reach 31,500 people in Floyd County alone that don't know you as their Savior. Father, if there's anyone listening today, uh, God, that are ready to give their lives to you, I'm going to ask you now, as everyone's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, that you pray this prayer with me. If today you're ready to, to give your heart and your life to him, pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me. I've made a mess of my life. And today I surrender to you. I know that you came to earth, that you took on my sin, that you gave your life for me. And on the third day, you arose from the grave. And today you're sitting in heaven with God, speaking to him on my behalf. Today I make you Lord of my life. And I ask you to help me today and forever as I grow, as I live differently, as I love differently. God, as I do your work, help me today and forever. I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Folks, if you pray that prayer with me, I ask you to text the word STEP to 606-268-4886. I would love to know that you gave your heart and life to Jesus today.